The Sue Morgan Podcast, episode 62, right here waiting. Hello? Sue Morgan, Sue Morgan! I'm ready for you, I've been waiting, sitting patiently waiting for you to ring. And here I am, I'm here. You're here? I'm here. Right here. I'm right here waiting for you. No, you're waiting for me. Yeah. What I'm was that song? Right here waiting, waiting for me. For Who did that? Who did that? Richard Marks. Richard Marks. You know your yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever yeah, sung that? I used to sing it. That's why. Uh, yeah. I was just about to say, have you ever <laughs> sung it on the carry? day after day. Oh, what a beautiful song beautiful that is. It's a lovely ballad, isn't it? Richard Marks, if you're listening yeah. to this podcast, we love you. Um, yeah, yeah, so are you in sort of the community hall again? Yes, I'm in the community centre at the minute because Billy's landline hasn't been sorted as yet. Oh. So the sooner that is, you will get a new landline number to ring on. Super duper. Now, talking to the karaoke, I didn't go. You didn't go in the end because you weren't feeling very well. Um, so. We had a all booked taxis, booked and everything. And then towards tea time, I didn't feel too well. Billy was really cold because we'd been out and he was really cold. And then I started uh, feeling lightheaded and um, had pain in my ear and my gob. Uh, so I don't know if it's an ear infection or not, but I've got to keep. So I'm doping myself up with painkillers, but I wouldn't have been able to have made it. Well, no, you wouldn't have been, you wouldn't have been able to sing at your best either, would you? So you're probably the no. right probably the right decision. We can we'll just have to sing at home, Johnny Matheson. There's always next Christmas for karaoke songs. Having said that, well, of course there is. Having said that, when I say it's always next Christmas for karaoke songs, I mean next Christmas for Christmas karaoke songs. But I suppose you could do them any time of the year, really, um, well, if you wanted my to. Well, Andy used to do them in July. Did he? Singing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Well, I suppose, you, I suppose you could dream about a white Christmas in July, couldn't you? That sort of fits in nicely. Anyways, um, I hope you're on the men soon, Sue, and I'm pleased that you're well enough to yeah. come on the podcast. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah, well, uh, anything to talk to you. I'm keeping nice and warm. Good stuff, good uh, stuff. I had to depart earlier, and uh, you know Barry that come on a few couple of weeks ago, he's been doing my nut, and everybody keeps shouting to me, where's my Barry? Well, he's threatened to uh, get everybody under the mistletoe, which is not really allowed. Government rules, no under the mistletoe. But he's not going to take any notice of that, and he reckons he's going to go down, and he wants to uh, snog Boris's missus under there. This is a snog so, a snogathon, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said that I was going to have a snogathon. Didn't Savage Javid say you can kiss who you want to kiss? And that's why I wrote snogathon. Yeah. Then I thought about it and thought, well, actually, maybe it's probably not the best thing to be doing this Christmas. But there you go. Oh, no. As we try and dodge the virus that is still with us after all this time, uh, the Sue Morgan podcast has been dominated by the story that is ongoing, COVID, which is yeah. a shame. But um, it's there, isn't yeah. it? And we just got to stay as safe as we possibly can. Well, I think that this uh, podcast started from when I took ill in hospital, wasn't it, when, when I spoke to you. So it's all good. And it's been over a year now, so I'm really impressed with that. Well, yeah, impressed that we've managed it. We've got the staying power that we didn't think that we had put it that way <laughs> no I was expecting it finishing in within a six month but I, I do because uh, I messaged you the other day didn't I saying there's a, a certain young lady over in Canada she's a, a follower of yours her name's Deborah. I can't pronounce the second name but I've got her as a friend on Facebook now and she's been sharing every podcast and I think well that's really cute really nice so hello to Deborah. I know she'll be listening in later 
Hi, Deborah. Deborah bought me a couple of fantastic jumpers that I wear all the time. So I think of Deborah all the time when I'm wearing those jumpers. I'm not wearing one today, one of those ones, but I am wearing a Christmas jumper. It's red and it's got um, snowmen on it. So I, I do oh, like. Oh, I bet that's pretty. I do like a good Christmas jumper. They're they're warm and they are outrageous, and that's um, yeah. that's me me to a T. Uh, but th- yeah. hi Deborah, hi. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Thank you for sharing. We love you, Deborah, and I'm re- it's really sweet. It touched me really because every time I used to go on onto the Watco page, and it was like one share, and I could guarantee that it was always Deborah that was going to share it. So that was really nice. She's our so biggest fan. I had fan. her on Facebook and I had a good chat. We were on Messenger the other night. Well, well, there you go. Bless well, her, so we've made a new friend. There you go. Uh, this is the magic of the Sue Morgan podcast. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, it's magic. Well, <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's somebody what wants to is dying to get on. Is that Billy? Oh, yes. Stick Hang him on. on a minute. Stick him on. I'll, I'll stick him on for you. Hang on, Billy. Hang on. Well, yeah, just, just talk. This is Billy to you. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, no. Daisy, Daisy, give me your answer, no. I love Daisy, all oh, the love of you. It might be a summer marriage, I can't afford a carriage. She's a sweet, a monastery, with a bicycle made for me. Daisy, Daisy, the coppers are after you. If they get you, there'll be a copper of a goat. I love the copper. Oh, the love of you. Stand by your gun. Ready to go to Wembley. Oh, we will make it. Monday night, it will be doing this season. I'm not only not at the land up with it. I'm not interested about Manchester United. You're not I- interested, I I am interested in Mansfield Town, Mansfield Town in FA Cup action today. So good luck to the Stags. Oh. Yes, I don't know yeah. Hear it. No. yeah, we're going to be listening to 103.2 because it is it full commentary. It's full commentary today of that match, yes, yeah, so I'm going to be doing exactly the same. Right, are you yeah. ready for some Sue's headlines? And have I got some headlines for you today? Oh my goodness, yeah. Sue. I'm very excited nice. to get what you think to these. Here we go. Here's the first one. Okay, so um, this, this uh, you know that there's, there's some people out there who don't don't want the vaccine um, and they are anti-vaxxers. I think that's what they're calling them, isn't it? Anyways, yeah. in Italy, yeah. an anti-vaxxer is facing charges of fraud after turning up to his um, jab um, wearing a fake arm. So he, he got a fake arm. So he didn't. They were. So he didn't have to have a jab. So he turned up with an extra arm. I don't know how he actually managed this. It's, it's very weird. It's, he lives in a town. It was a vaccine hub close to Turin, a little town close to Turin, and uh, basically. Um, there are measures that have been brought into place in Italy, which bars unvaccinated people from a host of social, cultural and sporting activities, you see. So he went along to the vaccine place in order to get his certificate, say he's had a vaccine so he can go to all these places, but he didn't want the vaccine. So he had a fake arm made out of silicon and went in with the fake arm. And yes, the, the, the nurses did 
the nurses and doctors did realise it was a fake arm. Of course you would, wouldn't you? As soon as you touched it, it would it would seem oh, a bit strange. It's got a bit pot, isn't it? Well, not pot. It's made out of silicon, so it's kind of floppy. Yeah, floppy. It's going to be weird. Uh, it's going to be weird. It's, can you imagine if the, the nurse touches it? And it's obviously not going to be warm, is it? It's not going to feel like proper skin. It's going to be like I don't know, like a like a sex doll or something. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps they cut a sex doll up and put it on. No, apparently he had it made. Cost him a lot of money to do it as well to try and uh, dodge uh, <laughs> dodge this thing. Oh, here we go. The silicon male chest half body suit, complete with fake arms and neck, was on sale on Amazon for four hundred and sixteen pounds. Alongside the image was the message, if I go with this, will they notice? Maybe beneath the silicon, I'll even put on some extra clothes to avoid the needle reaching my real arm. I see, so it's kind of like a bodysuit. Weird. Yeah, so crazy. It's great that this has sent people nuts. Um, basically, Italy have reported a significant rise in the number of uh, bookings for first-time jabs since announcing plans for the Super Green Pass, which which means that if you've got that pass, you can go to cinemas, theatres, gyms, nightclubs. Mm-hmm ski lifts and stadiums and all that kind of stuff, uh, as well as to be served indoors at bars and restaurants. So you need to have a jab in Italy to do any of those things. We're very free and easy with it, aren't we, Sue? Yeah, but wasn't they going to do that over here, like a passport, that if you didn't have a a a passport of freedom, that you wasn't allowed to go into bars or go to football stadiums or I think at least they used to do a you know you had to prove a negative Covid test They what what it was is they they said that they would put that in possibly as a plan B if things went yeah. terribly wrong yeah. they've not done that yet so so we'll have to wait and see let's see on this Omicron variant mm-hmm. that um, everybody's kind of concerned about the variant of concern yeah. uh, right so that's one story bloke dressing up in silicon suit to try and avoid getting the jab or go and get a jab but not actually have it properly so that he could go along to all these places he got caught good I'm pleased that he got caught oh, that, lock him up well I don't know whether, are they going to lock him up I think he's been fined how long would you give him in prison Sue if, if you were in charge well I don't know probably about a good 10 years 10 years <laughs> it's a very strict yeah, lock him up it's a very strict country the one that's run by Sue Morgan okay on to the next one have you ever played Whamageddon, Sue? I didn't even know this existed. Have you ever heard of Whamageddon? Never heard of it. It is the world's most difficult Christmas game. Let me explain to you how it works. It's, you know, Wham's song, Last Christmas? Oh, yeah, Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Do you know the first time that I sung that? They were at Forest Town, well, uh, the, well it was the welfare then. And, and it was the same year as uh, I lost Andy and I, I couldn't get through it. I just cracked up because I'd spent the year before at Christmas with him and uh, I just wanted a hug. And, uh, just wanted a hug off him. Yeah. Uh, of Michael. And uh, I just couldn't sing it. Oh, so dear. that song really did affect me, but, you know. Well, I'm sorry to bring it up. I feel like I've brought the party down now. But Whamageddon... No, no basically, you haven't brought no party down at all, Ian. The game is Whamageddon, and it's been around for 11 years, so heaven knows how I've not heard about it before. And basically, it's a festive game, and like from the 1st of December through until the 24th of December, players attempt to avoid hearing Last Christmas, uh, and if you hear it at any time, you are out of the game. So um, have you heard Wham's Last Christmas... So far uh, this not, Christmas season? No, I haven't. No. Not, not even, not even, well, not on the radio. You've not heard it on Manchester 103.2. Have you heard it in any shops? Um, no, I haven't. So you are currently 
still in the game. Yes, I'm still in the game. Whereas I'm not because I have heard it. Obviously, I've heard it in the studio because I've played it on the radio this week. I've heard it in shops already since the 1st of December. So I am out. There's no way I could play this. I'd be out straight away. Uh, by the way, you announced your retirement from the game by posting on social media the hashtag Whamageddon. If you do hear it any time between now and the 24th, then you have to type Whamageddon onto your Facebook, Sue. So there we go. I was yeah. just telling you about this particular game. I thought you would be interested. So you're still in the game. There'll be a lot of Facebook hashtags because I can guarantee that most of them will be requesting those what, li- what listen to you lot. Exactly. So you're oh, supposed certainly won't. You know what song I want, don't you? Will Young. Did he do okay. a Christmas song? No. <laughs> Right, sometimes I do worry about you. See, it's got nothing to do with Christmas. Anyway, on to the next one. Oh, my goodness, Sue, this. I don't know where to really begin with this. This is a story and a half. This was trending yesterday. I'm a bit confused by it, to be absolutely honest with you, as actually what happened here. What actually happened? Okay, so the headline is, Bomb Squad called to A&E where patient turned up with a World War II shell lodged in his rectum. First impressions, Sue. Don't know what you're on about. Bloke turns up to A&E with a World War II bomb lodged in his rectum. You know what a rectum is, don't you? <laughs> yeah, up his arse. Yes. So there was yeah. a... There was a... <laughs> Why, were we going to blow it up? I you should know, Ian. I, what do you mean I should Even know? He really knows what one of them is. <laughs> then again, he's old. Who know? The bomb squad were called to A&E where a patient turned up with a two-inch wide World War II shell lodged up his bum, which got there when he slipped and fell on it during a clear-out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Army Army bomb squad technicians were sent to a hospital after the man arrived in casualty with this anti-tank shell uh, lodged uh, where the sun don't shine. Medics called for specialist support after the man presented in accident and emergency. This happened in Gloucester uh, when he could not remove the 57 millimetre shell. The military collector claimed claimed the armour-piercing munition was from his private collection. He told medics the eight-year-old explosive device became lodged after he tripped and fell awkwardly. So he fell onto this, and it went right up his arse. Um, The guy said... The guy said he found the shell when he was having a clear-out of stuff. He said he put it on the floor, and then he slipped and fell on it, and it went up his arse. I can remember going in here a, a couple of two or three years back with one of them things that you like sick and I put it on top of me head just because I was that bored and I wanted to make people laugh. What? Okay. Right. It's just... One of them little bowl things. One of those bowl <laughs> things. in A&E, sticking it on top of the head. Right. <laughs> right, I wondered I wondered where that was going then because I thought you were going to tell us a story about you accidentally falling on something and something went up your, your, up your ass. But no, it turns out that Sue Morgan tried to make people laugh by putting a sick bowl on her head, one of the one of the steel ones, and it and it stuck, did it? <laughs> no, it didn't stick. <laughs> but I just made people laugh terrible because they all looked as miserable as sick, bless them. Oh, right. They were all waiting like two or three, four hours. So, so there you, you go. What, you put it on your head in A&E? Yeah. What were you, what were you doing in A&E? 
in waiting room. I was with Michael because he uh, fell off his bike, and and he'd fallen and, and he'd fallen yeah. onto something, and it went right up his ass. <laughs> so we ended up taking him to A and E. Oh dear. <laughs> Uh, was, it, was it a branch? Anyways, a hospital spokesperson confirmed relevant safety protocols were followed and there were no risk to staff, patients or visitors. The MOD added they sent the bomb squad following a request from local police. Anyway, they managed to they managed to uh, fish it out of his bum. But the big question is this. So this is the big question, right? Did he slip or did he put it there himself? There's the big question. Uh, it makes you wonder if he put it there himself. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. And it makes you wonder as to whether he's done this kind of thing before. I mean, he might not have. I'm seeing some of the comments here. Um, somebody said, Mum Queen said, so he had a clear out with no pants on. The bomb, <laughs> The bomb had a good aim considering it's not got eyes. I think... His explanation is a pile of crap. Yeah, yes. It's got to be on it. Oh, God. <laughs> Can't be too careful with those bum shells, somebody says. <laughs> <laughs> somebody says, call the bum disposal squad. We found weapons of ass destruction. Dude having a clear out whilst in the nude slipped and fell on a shell. And that was inconveniently stood on its base. Sounds like he needs a rocket up the ass. That is outrageous, isn't it? Oh, God. Oh, you got to have some fun in these dark and dreary nights and days, haven't you? Gareth D says, fell on it. Sure he did. More, more, of, an, more of an arse-piercing shell than an armour-piercing one. PJ says, I once fell on a potato whilst putting curtains up naked. The, st- <laughs> the staff at A&E didn't believe me. <laughs> So I I once um, knew a doctor who should remain nameless that used to, I think we've talked about this before, who used to do like a presentation for doctors about things that people presented at A&E that had been shoved up their bum. He told me that there was a couple of things he had x-ray because they had x-ray. So they used to show him and this is a guy who has a dolphin paperweight shoved up his bum. He said that he accidentally fell on it. That's always the story. I accidentally fell on it. It went right on my bum. So there was a dolphin paperweight that got stuck and there was also you know those those shower gels that hook onto the shower yeah somebody had had hooked one of those up their bum i don't know how that happened they must have fallen over whilst in the shower (laughs) i mean you've got them where they put saucepans on top of the head and get them stuck and all i think that's for one one carry on films yeah well this sounds like this is from a carry on film yeah uh, cue to cue all the smutty comments from the uninformed. The guy collected military memorabilia. He was clearly storing um, the shell in a secure place for safekeeping. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. There I am doing the cleaning, wearing no pants or undies, of course, when all of a sudden, wallop, I've taken a tumble and there's a World War II shell jammed up my tradesman's entrance. <laughs> Sometimes it's a light bulb or a string of sausage. <laughs> and let's not talk about the hoover which seems to have a mind of its own (laughs) oh god oh god i'm you'll get me in stitches today ian derrick and stoke says string of sausages you've been up to mischief with punch and judy (laughs) 
People must stop doing chores naked. It's happening too often. It's becoming too dangerous. I have to say that the article doesn't mention anywhere that the guy was naked. And I'm guessing if you fall from a from a height onto a shell, it would pierce through potentially your jeans and your boxer shorts or your um, whitey tighties and go right up your bum. If if you are unlucky enough to fall in that particular place, you know it could happen. It could yeah, happen. So let's let's uh, give him the benefit of the doubt. And say it may have happened. It may, you know, it, it may have been an accident rather than him trying to pleasure himself with a World War Two shell. Yeah. So, that, oh goodness gracious! Whoa, some big stories today, Sue. Uh, uh, so there we go, Sue. Those are the Sue's headlines. And um, Sue, what have you got planned for this week? Are you set for Christmas already? Um, have you- I haven't actually started, but I am going to be starting towards next weekend and right. do my best to see if I can get uh, Billy's flat. You know, we in Venus first year here to get it looking sort of Christmassy. Almost, and then I'm bringing you some of Friday if you're at work. That's fine. Yeah, I, I didn't make the right decision. It's so you'll be... Down there. You're, it's quiet, it's respectable, and when cats choir is on it, then um, old people... <laughs> cats choir? Wow. So, Okay, so um, thank you very much, Sue. That's very kind. You don't need to bring me anything up, but that's Yeah, well, that's I already lovely. am. Oh, you're very nice. I've got it. When you're going scoffing your guts. Oh, I lost some more weight because I went on scales the other day. Congratulations. It's only five ounce, but I feel better for it, and I'm not getting out of breath as much. Good. Only but, five ounce. You can notice that. Wow. Yeah, well, it's 116 kilo now, so I'm really happy about that. Matt. Good stuff. Well, well done you. And uh, and and Billy was saying that he's pleased that he made made the move now. He's, he's made the... the right choice. Good. Definitely made the right choice. Thank goodness it's for that. Quite, yeah. Quite and respectable, and uh, I, I've had no arguments from the lads at Owen. He hasn't had no. People I know as well. From moving to Old Tree. He's loving it. Good. Good, I'm pleased. Well, Sue, I hope you have a great rest of your weekend and we will do this all again next week. Yes, OK then, my love. And uh, a Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Have a good week. To your mother and your father. Ken, Ken Walton, yeah, the, the famous... Walton, commentator. ...of the wrestling... Yeah. So have a good week to next week. What did he say again? I yeah. can't remember. Is that what he said? Uh, yeah, I'll uh, catch you. I'll bring a nip summer up to the station for you Friday. I'll see you Friday, Sue. Okay then, darling, and uh, take care of yourself, and I'll oh, be listening no. to your radio shows. Yeah. yeah, I mentioned Billy this week. I called him the King of Oak oh, Tree. Oh, and uh, that was funny. I nearly cracked up. That was quite sweet. He really loved that. Thank you. All right, take care. Be good. Bye bye. Yeah, same to you, Ian. Take care, love. Bye.